Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, my name's Devin. My name's Mike. We have a special guest uh, again, Rico. Hey, what's good? Um, <laughs> hey, this is uh, our sincerest condolences. shit together so appreciate you bearing with us and enjoying the first couple times where we uh apparently slaughtered mike over aerosmith <laughs> i know i got all sense about it it has it has so little to do with you <laughs> and so little to do with aerosmith but yeah. it's just the fucking song you pick right? yeah so yeah so we uh <laughs> so yeah so we're uh, <laughs> i believe you believe it yeah right. so we're still we're still finding our groove and things are going well and uh we got a new topic for today um, this is Mike's idea, so I'll let you introduce it. Okay. Um, so, always focusing on heavy music, well, primarily at least, except for, you know, Aerosmith. Yeah, like <laughs> we, well, we got pretty soft that one as a whole. I caped really in for him. When I think Nobody... heavy, I think. <laughs> right. I love think in a fucking well. elevator. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, so today's theme being um, favorite heavy songs from movie soundtracks. So we each, so Devin and I each picked three that we'll talk about, and then one song, a fourth song that isn't a heavy song. Yeah, this is uh, this is fun. There's a lot of really good soundtracks out there for absolute ass movies, like Good Call. Dude, like I, I, I googled a couple lists. I felt pretty good about my list, but I'm like, man, I'll probably forget something. So I googled into it, and there's some some B and C tier horror <laughs> movies with some hella hella tight tracks yeah. on it, like Saw 115. Right. Has all the Hatebreed and Throwdown tracks. Like Trusco put it out. Um, there was a bunch. Like there's a Tales from the Crypt movie. What was it called? Um, um, well, are you thinking of t- Tales from the Crypt or Tales from the Hood? No, Tales from the Hood is sick. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Tales from the Hood. No, there was a Tales from the Crypt movie that had like a Pantera fucking track on it and shit. And I was yeah, like, I was like, dude. but the problem was this. Like, I don't feel comfortable talking about them because I'm not seeing these movies. And right, quite frankly, like even even a sick Pantera if can't can't save a crappy. No, dude, um, like, I feel like there was a lot of that in the 90s, too, because I always, like, when I was doing my research, yeah, I kept coming back to shit like Spawn. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, dude, I forgot fuck about, yeah. Yeah, dude, I forgot like, about Spawn. Like that. Spawn had tracks. Yeah, Spawn like Stigmata, mm-hmm. which was, like, all Billy Ooh. Corgan shit, like. There was some good stuff. The problem lately is, like, I, I felt like I, I really struggled to find something in the last 10 years because soundtracks yeah. just aren't as important as they used to be, and right. they don't get released, obviously, in, like, CD and cassette and vinyl format, and so it seems like a lot of times like songs are used, but it isn't really the same format that we were talking about. Right. Cause I, you know, at, at the expense of sounding like an old ass dude, um, I tried really hard to kind of move forward a little bit, but it was tough. There just wasn't, I just, yeah. I just think the formats changed so much that it's yeah. not as available as it once when was. I was. When I was younger, I actually owned like a, a inordinate amount of movie soundtrack CDs. Yeah. yeah. I bought my music at like Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> so, we all went through that phase. I, yeah. I have like specific movie soundtracks where I know that I have the CD like yeah. at my house currently. Yeah, yeah. And some I mean, of them fucking slab. Dude, there was cool shit out there. It was it's just like the idea of like comps and stuff back in the day where before yeah. before Spotify, like 
you bought something because you like three or four bands and then I always be like an extra tracker on there and you, yeah. like, you find somebody you like. And Dude, I, I literally, th- this is going to show my age because uh, I'm much younger than you guys. <laughs> I literally got into the Deftones because of the Matrix Reloaded sound. Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, that, you got to start somewhere, man. Yeah. Like, but I mean, that's a great example. Like when you talk about like iconic movies like the Matrix, like, I, I don't know why, none of my picks are from that movie, but I, because I felt like there's good shit in there. There's like Rage Against the Machine and like Deftones, but it was all stuff that like I felt like I had heard before. Mm-hmm. So I tried to do pics of like songs that I heard it for the first time, like yeah. in that movie. But to your earlier point, like I was thinking about some of the most iconic movies, and yeah, they don't really have songs from bands anymore. Like there's a ton of scores that I love. Like, but sure. yeah, thinking about movies like the, like Man of Steel or something, like the music in that movie is fucking incredible. The, but there's not a like a radio song. Well, like, anywhere in it. Yeah, I think it's because everything's. I mean, there's just not money in physical media anymore. The yeah. thing that was cool about specifically the Matrix Reloaded soundtrack was the first CD was like, you know, fucking like your new metal shit. Yeah. And the second CD was like scores and right. like orchestral yeah. shit. Yeah. That was that was pretty chill. So, yeah, dude. I just want to put it out here. If you're if you're picking any Aerosmith song on the Armageddon soundtrack, <laughs> I'm fucking I'm not doing this again. You know what's funny? Oh, man. <laughs> All right, so There's they're, four they're, Aerosmith songs on the Armageddon soundtrack. They're going to go my first two songs. Yes. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I tried to think about this because I, I assume every Foo Fighters song is also in a movie. Oh, yeah. Because they've yeah. all... I don't believe they actually are, though. I just think they're written that way. Um, <laughs> so, well, we can get into the list then. Um, yeah, kick it off, dude. Yeah, I'll start with my first one. So, this song specifically, um, or movie rather, really, I was 13 when it came out, and I loved the hell out of it. And it, it introduced me to like extreme music like not just not just heavy music if you will but um it, it, it scared me and i liked it a lot and it was uh we'll start with the ace ventura pet detective soundtrack nice. with uh campbell corpse hammer smash face <laughs> yes. fucking uh, yeah. that was that was i probably my introduction to death metal yeah i think it was for me i think it was i loved I love Metallica. I love Megadeth. Like my cousin had kind of got me into metal to start, yeah. but not he didn't he didn't dive that hard. And then obviously you know Ace goes into that uh, that venue and Cannibal Corpse is playing, and it freaked me out. And I didn't know what it was, but dude, I like, wanted more. Shout out to their fucking agent that got mm-hmm. in that. That's so dope, dude. I found a uh, I, I listened to an interview recently with um, the founder of Metal Blade, and they talked about that specifically. And he said he didn't go because he he got the script for the movie and he thought it was fucking terrible. And then, and then he watched the movie when it came out, and he purely gave gave credit to Jim Carrey for taking a shitty script and turning it into a credible movie. But he, he told Cannibal Corpse that, that they were pretty much wasting their time going to do it, and he wasn't going to come down and support him. But he's like, whatever you guys want to do, man, I don't care. And uh, that was like it turned out to be pretty formidable the for a lot of break us. Break of their career. It, it, it was, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I bought the soundtrack on cassette. That's also like God, yeah. Yeah, I listen to it on my, my, my Walkman all the time, and like. Hammer smash face. Like, what else is on that soundtrack? That song has to stand out. I don't. I couldn't tell you anything else. This is the only. Let, let me look it up. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. This is the only soundtrack I I can't dive deep into because it's that song specifically. But then I went back at uh, age fourteen and bought Butcher to Birth, um, yeah. and I, I mean I got I got pretty deep into Cannibal Corpse, and it still freaks me out at my age now. But at fourteen, you know, you're hearing a song called "I Come Blood." Right. Um, it's pretty jarring. <laughs> it's pretty jarring. Pretty jarring. Hey man, we've all been. There. I still love Cannibal so, Corpse. So, uh, well, I was about to ask if you did you listen to the song recently, like when you're doing the research. I uh, truthfully, I listen to that song regularly. Oh, okay, okay. I love Cannibal Corpse to this day. I still because we were. I was actually talking to someone Not, yesterday about how fucking poorly that movie aged. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I think there's like Here's one the... thing that's still funny. No, like, Ace Ventura. No, dude, Ace Ventura is good up until the incredibly offensive ending. Agreed. Okay. Yeah, so exactly. If yeah. you if you just if you watch Ace Ventura, because I watched it like last year, I mm-hmm. like you know I showed uh, you know I was like oh like we should watch Ace Ventura. It's so funny, and I hadn't seen it in twenty years. And it was fucking great up until the ending, and I was like, I can't defend this. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those <laughs> yeah. movies. I do that a lot, where I bust out a movie, and then I'm like, I forgot how well it's poorly this is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one like, of those movies from the '90s where you're like, oh, this is very much of a time where it was okay to make these jokes, and here we are now, knowing way better about ourselves and the world yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah, that's not rad. No, but um, what else is on that still, soundtrack? There's still great elements of. A bunch of shit I've ne- so there's a bunch of like Ira Newborn, which is all you know big in the '80s. Like, but I'm- Tone Loke Ace is in the house. Yeah, Yo. <laughs> I actually got to see Tone Loke uh, maybe about ten years ago. It's great. Um, Steve Stevens Atomic Playboys. Yeah, and then Campbell oh, fucking Campbell, Campbell Corbs. Corbs. Yeah, and then <laughs> the Lion Sleeps Tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, that's right. Dude, where'd you see Tone Loke? Um, at the Ogden, there was a he opened up for. <laughs> oh, a local, I forgot about that. He yeah, opened up for a local band. He did. He did his two hits, um, and then he did other people's songs. Honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't that rad. Other than I mean, he did Wild Thing and Funky Funky Cold Medina, which he had to like. Well, that's it. Contract. Yeah. There's, 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 name a third song. Well, yeah. that's, that's what, think think about this though. Think think about this. To that dude, Ace Ventura put like death metal in the mainstream yeah, when they did sure. that. You know, like how like I'm pretty sure that was my parents' first exposure to death metal. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. they don't even know what that shit is. And, but then that also kind of sets it up now. So like when I'm playing in a hardcore band, they just call that death metal, probably because yeah. they saw Cannibal Corpse and fucking Ace <laughs> yeah, Ventura. You know right, what I mean? Right. It's all just like oh, that death metal stuff. You know. It's also su- surprising to me what gets called death metal. Every, like, by by like, normies, everything. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like I was reading screamo the death other day. metal. Yeah, and it was and they were calling Lamb of God death metal, and I'm like, ah, that's a stretch. Actually, that's like, that are not. Yeah, well, the thing is, not. I think that's all people know is metal and death metal. Yeah. Like, well, it's like, like, dude. I mean, did, and this could be an entirely different fucking episode. Is <laughs> what is metal? Well, sure. Dude, yeah. yeah, that could be several like volumes. So I'm gonna put like, a cork in that. We can bring it up later. But I also season. I try. I've been trying to use the term civilians yeah. more so than normies for people that are not within the realm of punk and hardcore <laughs> metal civilians. and the, the world, the worlds in which we live. Right. And hopefully the, the folks hanging out with they're, us there as well. They're fortunate. Yeah. They're but no, like every, there's plenty of people in my life. They're like, how's your metal band? And I'm like, that's fine. I'm yeah. That's, well, it's like when you got, someone you got close enough and, yeah, I, yeah. and I appreciate you asking when really someone nice. is like, Oh, like I have this conversation so frequently when someone's like, Oh, you're in a band. What kind of band? And then you got to gauge who's asking you. Right. Because exactly, if it's a yeah. civilian, as you put it, <laughs> then I'll just be like, I'm in a metal band, dude. You know? And, right. and they'll be like, oh, cool. And then they follow up with right. their context. And yeah, then, yeah. you know, like they'll be like, oh, you're in a metal band, like Slipknot. Right. Or if they're even older, they'll be like, oh, like fucking Van Halen. <laughs> my landlord, like my landlord is like, oh dude, I love metal. He's like, likes Metallica. You know? Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I guess the closest that I can relate to you on this is we're like Pantera, but heavier. Yeah. He was I... like, you're heavier than Pantera. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And the answer is yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I do that gauging too. And sometimes I'll, 
Just because I, I am like, glad oh, that someone's, like, engaging, you for know? For sure. That? But that I'm not going to be like, oh, do you know who Converge is? Yeah, they're not. So, 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 so if someone's like, know? oh, like, like, you know, like, half the time, a lot of people when I'm be like, oh, I'm in a band, like, like, metal, hardcore type stuff. They're like, oh, hardcore, like, See, like I, hardcore punk? And I'm like, sure. Whatever. <laughs> because, you know, like, they're getting excited. But, but they're trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get out meddled by people all the time, though, because I'm really just a hardcore kid at heart. So, yeah. like, when I oh, say yeah. I'm in a metal band, then people, like, bust out some real obscure shit. And I'm like, you lost me, bro. Yo, that's what I, that used to happen to me at True all the time, where, like, yeah, like, someone's listening to some weird fucking fairy woods pan flute metal that's what I, I always listen to some shit like that in there like i kind of like that shit sometimes because it makes me feel like i'm going on like a journey i know like, right? I, I listen to it when i hike and you're like man i'm fucking accomplishing shit i'm gonna go put fucking i'm gonna go put a ring in i gotta go walk for seven hours so i can throw a ring inside of something like what's your uh yeah so um, first song? so my yeah. first one so similar is um a soundtrack that actually came out before I started playing guitar, but it was filled with music that made me want to start playing guitar. So it was, uh, the soundtrack was singles and it was like totally capitalizing on all the Seattle hype and everything, but there's a bunch of killer fucking music on it. And so mine was, um, Alice in Chains wood because that they put it on that soundtrack. That soundtrack came out like right before Mm -hmm. the dirt album did. So it was essentially like new music, yeah. like unheard music. I just want to say this. I'm friends <laughs> with a lot of people that talk shit about Alice in Chains. Why? And if you don't like Alice in Chains, you're fucking trying yeah. too hard, man. Yeah, they got the best unplugged album. Oh, without question. You know what I mean? That's, like, that's yeah. the saddest album ever released. Yeah. It's so good. It's like the yeah. set, was it the second to last time Lance Daly performed live? Or something well, it's like that. Something so like that. It's one of the last ones. And like yeah. the frailty in his voice, like I put it on, I put it on my record player a couple weeks ago and I turned it off halfway through because... I was like, dude, I'm in a good headspace, and this is really, really fucking dragging me down. Yeah. But, dude, the riffs, man. Dude, Wood had, like, to me, it just blew me the fuck away. Like, there's so much good shit on that soundtrack, but the way that song's written, like, the format, like, it was one of the first times I'd ever heard a song where it's, like, it's already super heavy, but then all of a sudden at the end, at the very end of the song, there's this brand new riff that hasn't been in the song, and it's, like, the heaviest thing yeah. in the whole song. Dude, yeah. You know, and the way that Jerry Kentrell and Lane Stilley were able to work off each other and mm-hmm. sing, like, that that blew my mind. Like, I didn't know, like, guitarists were allowed to, like, sing that well. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. Because he was, I mean, they were essentially co-frontmen. Yeah, And exactly. obviously, like, as their careers progressed, like, the self-titled record is mostly Jerry Cantrell. Right, right. Because he kind of had to overcompensate for Lane Stilley falling apart but, exactly exactly um, dude alice in chains is the perfect music to listen to when you're sleeping in your car at a truck stop <laughs> <laughs> that is not what i thought you were going to say well, that's fantastic. or for an extended period of time right uh, <laughs> yeah or just outside your buddy's house for a couple months <laughs> that's right <bad. Yeah. laughs> jesus oh my god dude, great show it's a great show <laughs> they let you in the shower it's cool yeah it's uh, dude cool. again gym, plan of fitness gym memberships man yeah I, I actually stole uh, my uh, my buddy who I used to live with. His ex girlfriend had a uh, a YMCA card on her keychain, and I stole it when I thought I was going to be homeless. Yeah, that's yeah, smart. You got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, <laughs> I never had to use it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> All right, next up. <laughs> next up. So this is the, this is a tough one. Um, not not tough in, in the realm of choosing the soundtrack, um, but song because. Not all songs are perfect on here. Right. There's some definitely some extremes. But the I don't know, the hard tracks are great. So um I chose the Judgment Night soundtrack nice. specifically, which 
oh, man, it's such, so for anybody that's not unfamiliar, it's pre new metal, early nineties. Um, and it's a mix of heavy bands and hip hop acts. And then to essentially like not even doing a mashup per se, but really just like doing a collaboration track and all the tracks are, um, are exclusive to this. Um, and the song that I chose specifically, and we'll start with this one, we'll talk about some of the other ones, but um, Biohazard and Onyx have a track together called Judgment Night. Wait, hold on, wait, wait a minute, hold on. I, I've literally never heard of this movie, yeah. and I'm, so I'm reading the synopsis right now. Yeah, go for <laughs> it. Emil- okay, a new father, Emilio Estevez, yes, yes. <laughs> departs for a night out, joining friends Cuba Gooding Jr. and mm-hmm. Jeremy Piven. Dude, 1993. As they head yeah. to a boxing match, at the last minute... They're joined by Steven Dorff, stuck in gridlock traffic. The guys take a shortcut that gets them lost. In a very dangerous neighborhood, they witness a murder by a gang leader, Dennis fucking Leary. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you get... It has a 6.6 on IMDb. I want to see this. It's actually not terrible. It's very of the time. That's actually higher, a uh, much higher rating than I thought it was going to yeah. have. <laughs> and, that, and that's how you got this six soundtrack. I get it, yeah. man. I'm afraid of Dennis Leary. So, yeah. Fucking yeah. unhinged, dude. So yeah. for, for, the, for those of you who like... <laughs> fucking wackadoo. Biohazard and Onyx, um, there's no reason you shouldn't like this together because it's just power chords and dudes yelling in groups. Right, right. Um, which is really why I loved Onyx to begin with because it had a hardcore feel because it's just... Four dudes yelling all the time. Is body count on the soundtrack? No. How? Ice T is. Because Ice T is. And he's doing a song with Slayer. Gotcha. Yeah. And that song very much has a body count sure. feel to it. Oh, yeah. A very close yeah. A very close second was um, we actually saw Helmet the other night and they still play this track live, but uh, Helmet and House of Pain have a track called Just Another Victim. Wow. And they played it's it. really good. And I was wow. like, that was, the riffs are hard. But just, just uh, we won't touch on the whole thing, but. Um, uh, Mud Honey and Sir Mixlot have a track called Freak Mama. See, see that one? Um, I don't. I don't know. It's actually that. not rad. That one is. <laughs> so that's the thing. Not there's there's some things. So like I'm a fan of both of those bands. Well, more Sir Mixlot than Mud Honey, but like it's a, it's one of those things where like not all of these are fucking hits. Well, you know, like and they have the elements like the, they like made the one it can't, can't all be hits. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Like like one of them is um. De La Soul and Teenage Fan Club. I yeah. like both of those bands separately, but sure. that track is not well, rad. And the problem, like, the problem is nobody who else. Who made these decisions? I don't know. Like the who, label. Yeah. Like, but I mean, like, was what I'm saying is like, were they was thought put into like, oh, you, this should go with this, or like, was it just totally like fucking names out of a hat? I don't like know. we got Dell with right. fucking dinosaur, Jamie. dinosaur. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that I, seems random mean, as fuck. That's a good question, dude. One of the other that, like, amazing tracks on here is. Uh, there's a song called Another Body Murdered yeah. that's uh, Faith No More and Booyah Tribe, which is absolutely incredible. Dude, that's one of the best Faith No More songs. And yeah. I was a Faith No More mega fan, and I remember all my other friends who liked Faith No More were like, they wanted to hate on that song so bad. And they would, the reason they would choose to hate on it was because of Booyah Tribe. I'm like, but he, he's already been rapping. Yep. Like Mike Patton was yeah. already fucking doing that. Doing so that shit what's the problem I, now? I'm, like, you know, like, I'm fascinated by this movie and by the soundtrack. I, I want to consume both of them. Yes, it's rad. And get back to you. Yeah, please, please. All I'll <laughs> say is nobody asks Sir Mix a lot to turn Mud Honey into a euphemism. Um, and, and he, <laughs> and he, he did it more. He did it more than once. Hey man, Sir Mix a Lot's got to get paid too, man. Know, a, man a man's got to eat. Yeah, right. I, was, I was listening to this yesterday while I was driving around again, and I, I'll just say. When it when that when the soundtrack hits, it hits. Yeah. And God, when it misses, it's rough. Dude, it's yeah, real, real rough. However, like I said, Biohazard and Onyx, yeah. it's just mosh riffs and dudes screaming. Because yeah, totally. I mean, you've got four dudes and Onyx screaming. You already had two dudes 
You got Evan Seinfeld and the uh, guitar player. Can I can I see the, the track listing of this? Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's, uh, so okay, so out of all I'm out of all these, uh, you, you think that Biohazard and Onyx together most guns in the studio? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, it's, it's a very gun heavy. <laughs> Almost certainly, yeah, like, very gun heavy, dude. Yeah, like yeah, I I'm. I forgot about this soundtrack. I'm glad you picked that, but most difficult to work with. Uh, whoever was engineering Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill, probably. That was also, oh, dude, that was also not rad. Unfortunately, yeah, that, that track is not very rad. Like I, the way that track comes off, like I imagine all eight or whatever of them were stoned out of their fucking minds. Yeah. Like, How have I never heard this Slayer and Ice T song? That's dude, insane. That, one, that, that one's pretty sick. That one's also really good. Yeah, that's one of the better ones. Um, yeah. Yeah. Overall, no, it's a, it's. It's, it's one of the better action movies of the time, aside from having old-ass Dennis Leary being a gang leader right. um, like, and having, like, no people of color, apparently, other yeah, than, like, like Omar Epps. Um, but, right. like, like, Cuba Gooding Jr., the, the safest black dude of the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, like, yeah. He's essentially the... Um, Snow Dogs dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. Mike, what do you got next? <laughs> I'm still stuck in my mind because I'm trying to think of the name. Who's the weather guy from... Um, the Today Show, Al something. Al Roker. Al Roker. I was like, that's what I was saying. Cuba Gooding Jr. is the Al Roker of like of Cuba, most of his movies. Just yeah. like the safest possible black guy. He was Wayne Brady play. before Wayne Brady was Wayne Brady. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, dude, I lived in uh, Florida when that when that dude stood outside in a hurricane and got blown over. I also yeah, don't. I, I also don't understand to this day like why you lived in Florida. Also, that man, that, that's a that's an episode and a half. Right. But like, why why we need. <laughs> Weathermen and women to stand out in a hurricane and get blown over for us to be like, oh yeah, that's that. that, that you know they're right. only making like forty eight thousand dollars a year. Tops, like they, tops. Don't, they don't need that shit. You know, no, dude, that's crap. No, like it, it's and when I say only forty eight thousand, that's no, more I, than I've ever made in a year in my entire life. Sure, so. but it's not enough money to stand to stand in front of tornadoes and hurricanes. I mean, me and my me and my friends used to do it drunk for free. <laughs> I was, was going to say the, the only good thing is like then we get awesome clips like shit you see on YouTube. Like I forget what, what station it was, but like. This weather person, like, she's in, like, a canoe, like, reporting on this flood. <laughs> and in the middle of the shot, this other dude just walks, walks by. Because like, the water wasn't actually that deep. It was, like, maybe knee-deep. Yeah. Well, there was that last hurricane. What was, what was it, uh, Ian? And there was a dude, like, riding his bike down, like, down, like, on the sidewalk next to the ocean while, like, the hurricane was hitting. Yeah. But, dude, I remember, we, you know, Florida. We, not, not to entirely derail this, but fuck it, I'm going to. Um, <laughs> so I, I lived through two hurricanes, like, two major hurricanes when I was in Florida for three years. Um, and Hurricane Rita when it hit there was always so you're always without power which was which was really cool the first time then the second time not so much because really you you just like fire up the grill and like cook all of your food before it goes bad i love hurricanes yeah you just drink beer but um inevitably they would always clear sections um of your county by like road basically blockages. Yeah, totally. And they're like, do not go outside yep, yep. and walk around because there's always down power lines and water. Yeah. And sure as shit, more more rednecks would die by getting electrocuted in yeah. puddles post hurricane <laughs> than during hurricanes. We got uh I'm <laughs> from so I'm funny. from so Connecticut. Brag much and right. we had uh like we had hurricane fucking like Sandy and Irene and they would evacuate in Connecticut, I-95 runs east to west along the bottom of the state, and it's like five miles from the coast. So they would evacuate from I-95 south 
right. which is my mom's house by like three houses. Right. And she would never fucking evacuate, dude. Yeah, dude so I yeah. would just like take my drums, put them in like my room on the second story and be like, fuck everything down there, I guess. I don't right. know. Dude, we fucking loved it. Um, my mom like got, she, my mom got a generator one year. Yeah. Uh, Cause like one hurricane, we lost power for fucking like almost two weeks. And so like she gets a generator and she's like, all right, like fucking, this is for like emergencies only, you know, like right. if you turn a light on, turn it off, you know, like we, this will get us through like up to two weeks. Dude, my, me and my buddy got fucking hammered that night. The last thing I remember, dude, we're like blasting music, making like fucking quesadillas, like right. playing yeah. Xbox, wake up, all the fucking gas is gone. Yeah. yeah. Two <laughs> weeks worth of gas is being drunk. Yeah. Night, dude. Dude, I stood in line for, four, I love for, four hours for hot Chinese food. And my wife at the time was upset that I took so long. And I was like, I didn't have anything else to do with four hours of my day. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I was supposed to stay in line for hot like, Exactly. Yeah, like, there's nowhere else one, to be. One of the hurricanes I, I went to, I was trying to drive from my ex-girlfriend's house to uh, my mom's house. And it took, it's supposed to be like a 15 minute drive, all the down power lines and shit. It took like 90 minutes. Yeah. I just had to take a shit really bad. <laughs> and we were passing my buddy's house. So I stopped there and he had like mad people over that because he, we had hurricane parties, you know? Yeah. And I rolled in and took a gnarly shit in his toilet and then it wouldn't flush. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, dudes, I'm so sorry. And like 15 people were like, what the fuck? That's like, <laughs> I was stuck with this dude. <laughs> oh my god! Well, All right, remember, <laughs> me, as, remember me as a hero. Well, that, yeah, right. that, that, that's a good place to move on. Not, yeah, because <laughs> there's no way any of us are topping that. Sorry, <laughs> sorry boys. Yeah, I was gonna say I've got. I don't know. I have earthquake stories. So, like, like a tree fell or something. <laughs> like, Sounds cool, man. I don't see exactly. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> but um, all right. What's the next one so um the movie is kind of weird um it's the movie lost highway mm, you guys, i've never you, heard of that so what it's what kind of <laughs> right so it's um if dennis leary's in this one i swear it probably was dennis leary <laughs> he was in everything for dennis a leary was in every movie from 1990 to 2000 right and then um he he then handed the torch over to who was that the heavyset hispanic dude who was in every single movie in the 2000s uh, he was in waiting and um, uh, Luis Guzman. Yeah, Luis yeah, Guzman. Luis Guzman, Luis Guzman. Yeah. Talking about movies that haven't aged well. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Luis, Luis Guzman carried the torch from Dennis Lee. Right, right. And I don't, I don't know who's in everything now. Dan, so, Dan, so Dan Lost Trail. Highway is um, it's uh, David Lynch, the director, the writer, director of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. So it's this really psychedelic fucking movie, and it's like most of it's like scored to like jazz. And I honestly don't remember the entire plot. I remember liking the movie and I saw it recently and it didn't age poorly only because it's just so fucking weird. Yeah. You know, but anyway, there's barely a plot to it. Yeah. And so anyway, there was this, I forget if you, is this composer named Angelo Badalamente who did a bunch of shit in the nineties. But this, the track I picked... Dude, wait, this movie looks good as fuck. It is good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really Also, awesome. congratulations on pronouncing his last name right, because I struggle with it all the time. <laughs> Did you practice? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I know. It just came naturally. This movie looks good, but, um, but anyway, there's a Nine Inch Nails song on there that wasn't on any other Nine Inch Nails release, and it's, I, at, it's my favorite knew, Nine Inch Nails song. I knew song. we weren't making it out of this without a Nine Inch Nails <laughs> no, song. Absolutely. No. Um, and so, yeah, I remember when we were talking about like the Crow soundtrack, I was like, oh, there's a really good Nine Inch Nails song on that one, too. But so there's a Also song, on The Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah, on this one, there's a song called The Perfect Drug, and when Nine Inch Nails release 
like a CD of the perfect drug. It was all remixes. None of it, it wasn't the original track. That was only on the soundtrack mm-hmm. for like ever. Like now it's on something else and it's on Spotify and shit. Yeah. But forever, the song The Perfect Drug was only on this soundtrack. And I remember they made a video that like got all these parents up in arms because it's got all this like absinthe imagery. Yeah. And it's basically just an absinthe trip. Absinthe? Like, <laughs> you know, it's all bullshit. <clears throat> That's like none, none of the lore around absinthe is like real. It's like those stories come from mentally ill dudes who just got fucking hammered. <laughs> right. You know? I've drank well, absinthe. Maybe, yeah. It's like. Well, maybe you didn't drink like the right grade of it. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> it was at a nice ass French restaurant. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. They're not going to like drink more. And I didn't know. And I didn't know. Absinthe. I didn't know what to do. Right. There's like this whole process where you like melt a sugar cube and yeah, drink it a certain way. Dude. Because yeah. it's just straight up like fucking like. 150 proof liquor you know so i was just drinking it straight out of the glass and like these like old dudes in suits were like scowling at me oh good then you were doing it right yeah but yeah this dude the perfect drunk it wasn't (laughs) like what i loved about that song again like the arrangement was and he ended up using the same arrangement for like um for closer Mm. like you know the biggest hit ever but the i don't i heard the arrangement so my absolute favorite Nine Inch Nails is still the Broken EP, and there's a mm-hmm. song on it called Happiness and Slavery mm-hmm. that uses the same arrangement that I just absolutely love, where it's it's sort of verse-chorus, verse-chorus, but when it gets to the middle, the song basically starts, like, devolving, and then it's like a series of, um, of variations on what you've heard. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's such a fucking cool format, and the song starts so Dude, heavy and I, so frantic, I, and by the time it gets to the end, it's really beautiful. And it's just, it, it's songwriting. So from a songwriting perspective, it's fucking astounding. I want to get into Nine Inch Nails so bad, and it just kind of... Don't don't feel like you have to, man. Like, yes, you do. I like, feel pressured yes, you, by yes, everybody I know. Yes, no, I, I think of the band like that, like, so similar to your I'm, I'm a drummer, earlier. so it's boring. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is this. It's similar to what, like, and we've all talked about this with different bands. Like, I don't, like, it doesn't matter if you like something. What matters is if, like, we're disrespectful of what other people like which, which I'm really bad at like I'm, I do that see, with like, the still Beatles ups- you're still upset about the Aerosmith yeah, yeah, yeah. thing no, no 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 Aerosmith are my, next, my next few songs I feel but, like, but you know what I mean I like, swear to god it's Armageddon Mike I swear to god <laughs> not doing it <laughs> it's Armageddon no <laughs> no it's not dude well one of my bonus tracks actually um, I'll loop into this because one of my favorite Smashing Pumpkin songs of all time is I, which is also on the Lost, Lost Highway soundtrack. This, yeah. ag- this again might be my age. I don't fucking like Smashing Pumpkins. That's, that's rough. It's okay. They're also, they're far from a perfect band. They're yeah. one of those bands that I didn't love Gish because maybe the, I was too young when that came out. And then Siamese Dream is wonderful and like a perfect record. And then Melancholy is bloated. And yeah, it's so bloated. It has some of the best tracks he ever wrote, but like nobody, nobody needed that many songs no. at once. Like it's so much... And then, uh, what was it, Avador was the one after, had, yeah. had like two or three tracks. Like, they fell off pretty hard, yeah. but I was one of the first songs where it was more electronic heavy yeah. than guitar riff, and it's a really, really brilliant, beautiful song. So, yeah. I don't know, Lost Highway, despite really not having much actual band music, because I think it's only like five or six total tracks, the rest of it's all score. Yeah. Um, they're really cool, because I think there's a David Bowie track on there as well. Yeah, it's a cool um, soundtrack, man. Like, yeah, yeah, it's got some really, really cool shit. Um, I got it on final recently because it got repressed and it was really, it's again, it's one of those listens that kind of puts me in a weird headspace. Right. Like the perfect joke, specifically that like riff at the beginning of it, that sounds like it's being, sounds like it's being played backwards. Yeah. But it clearly so isn't. Cool. makes me fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. So, and, it, and that riff, it's such a cool thing. And Trent Reznor was really good at doing shit like this. He did it all over the downward spiral. 
he did it in um, one of my other favorite songs by them. It's called Into the Void, and it's on uh, The Fragile. Yeah. But that, like, yeah, you're right. Like, he's that riff happens, and then throughout the song, you hear, like, weird variations of that riff mm. popping up, mm. like, in the background. But they're, like, starting and stopping in places you wouldn't expect. It's really uncomfortable. And it doesn't line up. On, you know? on purpose. Yeah, exactly. It's a brilliant song. It's a brilliant song. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. I don't know. So I believe you. I, I know. So. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I have to like yeah. No, nah, it's just a, a good portion of my my life right now is is people convincing me to listen to nine inch nails or That's fair. You can listen to whatever you want, Rico, I don't give a shit. Yeah. On a personal And level. I will. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you're, you. You're, yeah. You're you are your own person. That's right. Do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> listen to all the Aerosmith you want. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have good songs. <laughs> Loving an elevator is not one of them. Yeah. Alright, so my third heavy Track um, comes from the 2011 Jordan, uh, was it uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie, Hesher? So good. Yeah. So good, dude. I've never seen that movie. I will yet. watch that with you today. So yeah. I, if it's still on Netflix. So I, I struggle. <laughs> it probably isn't. I struggle to pick a track because it has five Metallica songs. Which <sighs> love, what five are on the soundtrack? So there's, it's the shortest straw. Yes. Oh fire with fire. Yes. Anesthesia, uh-huh. uh, battery, and motor breath. Of course. So, 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 so solid picks. All I chose yeah. I chose Battery because it's you, one of my yes. favorite Metallica songs yeah. of all time. However, Shortest Straw. I, I don't know. I mean, that's, I'll a, that's a sleeper hit. I know. You know. That's a good one. So that was a tough one. But I mean, it's there's only like, there's like ten songs on the soundtrack. Half of it's Metallica, and then, like, yeah. then there's like two motor, like Motorhead songs. Right, right, right. And so it's God like, damn it, that movie is so. So yeah, they just like remake Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Like what's the no, like, the plot no, no, of the no, movie? no, 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 no. The plot of the movie is basically. Uh, it's what's uh fu- what's his fucking name? Uh, no, there's uh, Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson oh. is like a super fucking depressed dad, mm-hmm. and he has like a teenage son who's getting like fucking mercilessly bullied, mm-hmm. and it's like pretty sad. And then all of a sudden, Joseph Gordon-Levitt with long hair shows up in a van and just starts like squatting at their house, and they can't get rid of him because they're too broken. Right. And he's kind of a piece of shit, but also like kind of helps him out. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, oh, so he's the Uncle Rico of the. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's good. You're it was like also it. one of the first movies because Metallica was really really tight on the songs that they allowed to be used. Right. right. Um. I mean. They're like shortest travel part with you. Yeah, no, and, and that that was the first time they 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 like loved that movie enough to give them fucking five songs. Yeah. Like before that, what was, what was that track that they wrote for Mission Impossible? That I disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that like burned the entire world of Napster and everything else down with that <laughs> yeah. song. That was, I think, that was the first song I got off Napster. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, everyone's. I actually so I subscribed to the um, Metallica vinyl. It's like it's like four records a month. I was like a vinyl club basically. Um, but it's all Metallica. Yeah, yeah, it's sick. So I get it's not for you get like singles and shit. Like yeah, what? so that so they're like unreleased shit that only only came out through there. So um, I should say I I, I misspoke <laughs> when I said once a month, but it's it's it's, it's, it's a look on your face. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be wonder. it's supposed to be one per quarter. They kind of come out when they come out, but um, they don't tell you what it is until it, it ships, and then they give you a link you can click on it. I always just wait because it's just fucking cool to open up. But one of them was um, it was the. Napster version and the Mission Impossible version of I Disappear on a seven inch. What's, that, which What's I thought the was, difference of the Napster version? It's just shittier. Yeah, it's funny. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's just, just all compressed. Right? It's incomplete. It's missing like part of the song at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now there's some cool shit. Like like one of them is uh, two Soundgarden covers that is from some, some Chris Cornell benefit. Whoa. Um, one of them is like four B sides to say it anger. Which stop? Yeah, yeah so, dude. Where yeah, can yeah, I get this? My house. No, I, I don't know if it's still available. Like you have to subscribe to it. Like. 
you might be able to get them on Discogs. I'm sure. I don't know what the prices go, but it's really cool, man. Like it's a fun thing. Yeah. Um, that's nothing. I'm interested to see what they what they cost on Discogs. Holy yeah, shit! Be, like that has nothing to do with uh, the movie Hashi, but. I guess my point is all I want to talk about is Saint Anger B sides now. <laughs> yeah, dude, we'll do a whole. I episode actually, about fuck it. this other. I, I can't. I can't. I can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't talk about the A sides. I know, right? I <laughs> <laughs> remember. We, we, we'll, we'll do a do, we'll do Metallica. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, Mike, <laughs> for what's sure. your uh, what's your third track? So my third track. Um, so this is yeah, this is where I get predictable and I go to the soundtrack that everyone knew I was going to go to, which is the Crow. Uh, Armageddon is coming up. <laughs> I have like eight more songs here. No, I don't. <laughs> Um, which is the Crow soundtrack. And man, it was tough to not have like all of my picks come from that soundtrack. So it's so good. It'd be funny if they were. I, dude, I, I, I was and my next close. song also from the Crow. Close. So, I mean, because we could keep talking about it. So the what's song on, I picked. I, I feel like I know what's probably on the Crow soundtrack. But so, what's literally on the Crow soundtrack? So, um, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, that song Big Empty was on it. Um, the Cure had an unreleased song called Burn. Nine Inch Nails covered uh, Dead Souls. I got it, I got it. There's, uh, you're pretty familiar with this, huh? Yeah, dude. Uh, Stabbing Westward had a you're, song. You're not even, you're not even looking at your phone. You, <laughs> you know all this. Dude, I love that soundtrack. Rage Against the Machine, uh, Darkness. So you go. Was on right. that. Um, so we'll start at the top. It's a bunch of covers. No, 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 it's no, not. No. It's not. Um, so I'll start at the top. So oh, wait, let me let me sit my track first before you. Okay, oh, actually, no, 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 no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. my track is uh, is Helmet, and and they have a song that it's on Betty. It's called Milk Toast, but okay. there's a different version on the Crow soundtrack. And again, it came out. The Crow soundtrack came out like just before yeah. the Betty album did. So I don't know which one is like the re-recording or whatever. But the version on the Crow soundtrack. It's like a little more raw and weird. And also, the, again, when they got to Betty, like as a group, it was way different songwriting than they were engaging in on does, either of the other two records. Does so, that movie hold up? I haven't seen The, the Crow in like 20 it. years. I haven't, I haven't seen it for a long time. I imagine it's probably just ch- cheesier. You know what I mean? Like you just probably see that aspect of it. But, yeah. Um, Dude. Oh, man. Yeah. But I, I don't know. But but again, that, that song Milk Toast, like... Yeah, again, again, the way it's constructed is so fucking cool. The way all the riffs are constructed and called back to. And that was one of the first songs I ever heard, like, in, like, heavy music that really, really leaned on the rhythm section. Like, the way the verses are constructed, like, they absolutely, it's only drum and bass and vocals. But it's also one of those things where it's like, you you can't have it any other way. Like, because, like, on the second verse, when they actually introduce guitar into the riff, I'm not going to say it's like weak or anything, but it's like somehow not as heavy as when it was just the drummer and the bass yeah, player holding yeah. down the riff, like just because of the way the riff's constructed. Uh-huh. Did you and guys, it's just so fucking cool that way. Did you guys know there was a fourth Crow movie? Sorry. I didn't know there was a second one. I didn't know there were, yeah, were sequels. I didn't know either. But you said fourth. Yeah, Edward Furlong was like that. <laughs> Whoa! That sounds good, anyway, dude. That sounds terrible and awesome. Nobody said it was good. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I, just said, I just said it's a thing oh, that exists. Edward Furlong. <laughs> wow, what's wow. he doing? Drugs. The, the Crow soundtrack. The Crow <laughs> sequels, apparently. Dude, you want, drugs. You, yeah. you want to talk about fucking, like, movies that may, might be still corny, but... Dude, I, I, when's the last time you guys saw Triple X? Dude, I couldn't even tell you. Here's the thing. Triple X came out when I was like probably like 12 or some shit. Right. And I remember it being like more serious right than it was and I saw it recently. It's so fucking corny, dude. Oh, dude, there's a, there's but, a ton of movies dude, like that. Opening scene, right? 
Are you, do you? I actually never seen that movie. Holy really? shit, God, dude! God. We have to watch Triple X, <laughs> dude. Oh my god, dude! Opening scene of the movie, okay, is fucking Vin Diesel like posing as a valet guy, right? At, and like this fucking like this dude that's supposed to be a rich prick pulls right. up in his Corvette and is like, he dude, he pulls up in a red Corvette with a bumper sticker on it that says skateboarding is a crime. Just so you know, this is actually how Limp Bizkit's rolling video started too. <laughs> so what, did did Triple X rip off Limp Biscuit? I would imagine it's the other Remember way Ben Stiller rolls up in his car and sucks shit to Fred Durst and throws him the keys and tells him to park it and then he just keeps on rolling, baby. Jesus Christ, you were waiting so for they that. Did. God, you were waiting for that. And all day long, you were waiting for uh, that. Feels good to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, um, dude, no. So, tri- Triple X. Dude, first of all, who puts a bumper sticker on a fucking Corvette? Like, yeah, right, I've never right, right. seen that in my fucking life. Yeah. But they're like, we have to demonstrate this guy's a dickhead. Skateboarding is a crime. Right. Vin Diesel straight up steals his car. Yeah. Um, meets up with his crew in a van and then he drives it in a police chase to a bridge where he launches it off of a bridge Tight. and then skydives out of the the car and you know what fucking song kicks in right when that car goes off the bridge mm. an yep. electronic remix of let the bodies hit the floor <laughs> <laughs> And then it cuts, and then it cut because he's with his, his crew, he's like filming this for his like web series or whatever. And then it cuts to a cameraman that's fucking Mike Vallely. Fuck no yeah. shit. And then he lands in his parachute at the bottom, and fucking Tony Hawk pulls up in a Cadillac. Dude, how have I picks, not seen this movie? This is incredible. And Tony Hawk's acting is not good. Of course but not. It's so fucking sick. And then they just peel out and fucking yeah. leave, dude. It's it's an insane way to start a movie. Yeah. What? The real thing I wanted to say about Triple X, because I got a lot to say. Oh, uh, clearly, yes, please. Was, dude, one of the big scenes in that movie hmm. is when Vin Diesel um, fucking jumps out of an airplane with a snowboard and then snowboards a fucking avalanche yeah, to dude, fucking I've I Will Be that. Heard by Hatebreed. I've, I've seen that clip. I've to seen fucking Hatebreed in a Hollywood I, movie. Dude. I, I, I honestly thought that was Sick. a clip from one of the Fast and Furious movies I hadn't seen yet. Like, yeah, it's all, it's all there. Dude, but, yeah. in O2, in O2, oh Hatebreed got into a major fucking Hollywood yeah. movie. I don't know if I'm ignorant for saying this. Is that the first time that hardcore was in the mainstream. No, it wasn't. It wasn't because... Well, you, got, um, you guys remember the 80s. I, I was going to say, yeah, because I remember... Uh, no, honestly, like, John Waters' Serial Mom has L7 in it, like, actually playing. Uh, um, dude, a soundtrack I almost picked. It's an old Christian Slater movie from the 80s where he plays this high schooler who starts, like, a pirate radio station. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. called Pump Up the Volume. And, uh... I want to say like Bad Brains is in it or something like that. Yeah, Bad Brains a, is in that. Yeah, um, like there's a bunch of shit like, like that that was in the. Well, it's a Repo like Man, obviously. Yeah, with Emilio Estevez. I don't know if you've seen that. Early '80s, he uh, he's like, I mean, it's full of like Circle Jerks and Black Flag and okay. shit like that. It's it's, yeah, it's yeah. one of those movies of like all the things in the '80s where it's two different things that shouldn't be together. Where essentially he's just like like Emilio pop. Estevez and Black Flag. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, exactly. Or like yeah. Gleam in the Cube, where all the skaters yeah, are yeah. also goths. Well, yeah, but no, so like. <laughs> Can't We've, skate and trick pants. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, essentially the premise is that uh, hardcore doesn't pay off if yeah. Emilio Estevez takes the job as a repo man. It's all true. And it turns out that they're trying to repossess this car that's full of, has a trunk full of aliens. 
So, welcome to the 80s. Yeah. Um, I'll add that to my list, too. <laughs> yeah. way, were you, were gonna, you were going to go down the soundtrack for The Crow, dude, because there's some oh, I could do that. tracks. Well, but hold on. I want to go on record by saying... Uh-oh. So, I looked this up. Triple um, X came out in 2002. Uh, yeah. The video for Roland came out in 2000. They ripped that shit off of for That's players. fucking insane. <laughs> That's fucking insane. That is, that is dead right to the beginning of the movie. He's just sitting on the bench, and then he fucking does this goofy little intro... About keeping on rolling, and then he gets in fucking Ben Stiller's car and drives they away. They literally ripped off a Limp Bizkit music video for the opening of their movie. I'm gonna call it now. Is did they really? I don't know. I mean, how many how many fucking movies start that way? But fucking only one, and it's a triple X. That's it. That's it. That's I've, it. And and they pitched that to Tony Hawk, and he was like, "Hell yeah, I'll be in." It. Well, no, oh, for sure. Well, but dude, the, yeah. What else did Tony Hawk have to do? The Bones Brigade. They were in a bunch of those movies. Yeah, right. but dude, they were in fucking one of the Police Academy movies. That's right. Movies, that's dude. right. But dude, when I'm just saying. When I saw, because I remember seeing Triple X, and I knew of Hatebreed because I'm fucking from Connecticut, yeah. and like seeing them be in a movie of that size, right. like validated the genre mm-hmm. for me in a way yeah. that yeah. I was like, oh, like someone's getting paid yeah. doing this. Yeah. You know, it is possible. Yeah. That's dope as fuck. Good for Jamie Jasta, dude. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. No, I respect to Jamie Jasta. I recently heard on a podcast he was talking about. Like famous people that come to their shows, mm-hmm. and he's, and he's, 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 he's he said he always assumes it's bullshit, but apparently Ryan Gosling is always cited at Hatebreed shows. Interesting. Nice. I, I believe you can't that. confirm that. I know that Ryan Gosling was allegedly cited at the American Nightmare Arena show as well. So who knows? Yeah, he's no Pauly Shore, yeah. um, dude. So yeah. I'll, I'll just do a quick rundown on this. Um, I won't read all the bands, but I mean it's The Cure, Stone Temple Pilots, Nine Inch Nails, Rage Against the Machine, Violent Femmes, Rollins Band, Helmet, Pantera. My life with a thrill kill cult, the Jesus yeah. and Mary Chain. Dude, that um that Pantera song, The Badge, it's actually a poison ideal cover. Is it? And it's sick. Yeah, um, I was gonna say that Rollins band song on there is. Rollins band's great, dude. I still great. like that's one of probably the most important bands to me when I was younger. Yeah. Um it's a great soundtrack, man. Like I struggled because when you claimed that a few days ago, um, <laughs> I totally called dibs. I, 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 I cursed your fucking name, and I, yeah. was, like, I was like, "No, that's fine. There's more out there." But no, there's a lot of there's a lot of great songs on that soundtrack. Yeah. Speaking of movies that came out in 2002 that also made wild ass musical choices, mm-hmm. uh, the movie Orange County, yeah, with, with yeah. Jack Black, has a pretty pretty cool soundtrack. But when you watch that movie, the song. Uh, Dragonfly by Crazy Town is played uh, three times in the movie. It, it three fucking times. In the the movie. That's four times too many. Tell you the money's worth for it. Yeah, there. I mean, yeah, dude. There's like a scene where it's like a, a party, like a high school party, and like the cheerleaders come in. And I think this is the second time out of three it plays. And the, the cheerleaders come in and do like a choreographed dance routine. In the party to fucking crazy town, yeah. dude. Jesus Christ. Christ. Have yeah, you seen a picture of those dudes recently? I prefer not to. They look yeah. like real life fucking burglars. They're scary guys, dude. <laughs> They're fucking terrifying. You say that, all I can think of was what that old McDonald's thing, the hamburglar. Nah, <laughs> all I can think- nah that goofy motherfucker. Nah, fuck him, dude. You said burglar, now I'm just thinking about Gucci Mane and Kodak. <laughs> <laughs> He's a he's a burglar and a murderer. I'm a murderer. <laughs> all right, so yeah, what's your like? bonus oh, wait, song? Yeah, we're on our bonus song. All right, so the bonus track area, we decided to choose a non-heavy song. Right. Um, I chose. It's truly a one-hit. It's hard to call her a one-hit wonder because it's really kind of the only song that she ever put out. But to me, it's probably the best song ever released. It was in three soundtracks. Um, Silence of the Lambs, obviously being the most prominent, but. Uh, Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus. Yeah. Fucking banger of a track. Absolute banger. And I've been recently reading up because I found out um, 
so the woman who who was Q Lazarus passed away recently, and so I was kind of reading up on it earlier. And so apparently she was she was a taxi driver that somebody found. She recorded this song, never recorded anything else. And then on um, 2018, somebody found her and she like spoke and just basically like thanked everybody, but was like, I don't want to do more music. And apparently before she passed I away, I get it, dude. Music sucks. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> stressful. But she uh, she was essentially just a bus driver on Staten Island for like 20 years before she passed away. Jesus. So yeah, so uh, rest in, rest in peace, Diane Lucky. Rest in peace. Uh, shout, shout out Staten Island. But yeah, she was uh, apparently Goodbye Horses was in that movie uh, Married to the Mob. In right. 1988, which I don't remember. You, you remember keep dropping it. these movies I haven't seen. I, 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 I don't think I've seen that one. And then obviously, Silence. I remember it. Yeah. Again, because I'm an old man, but I don't, I don't remember like anything about it. Like, sure. I just remember the guy from fucking uh, Quantum Leap was in it. Dean Stockwell. Fuck. <laughs> like that guy. What the fuck? What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I cursed him. I don't know this man personally. <laughs> uh, and then obviously, it was in Silence of the Lambs. Um, yeah. It was a cornerstone of that movie. And then it got reintroduced in Clerks 2. Yeah. Um, it's also in we were talking about this last time it's in uh, the Skate 3 video game soundtrack yeah it is is it? it yeah and I actually put that on in my car on the way over here and I was like god this is such a fucking banger of a track yeah so yeah so this might be too late for you guys but did you, you guys didn't fuck with the movie Grind did you? I feel like that was by that point oh. you guys were like well into your 20s so that, that would have been like <laughs> lame as fuck for you when so did that come out? I remember it. 03 I wanna say oh dude I was I'm not that old I was yeah, you are. I was twenty. I was, 20, <laughs> I was twenty-one. <laughs> I was twenty-one. That's too old for grind. <laughs> that, okay, that's, that, that's, that's too, that's too old. If you were if you were like thirteen, oh baby, yeah, totally. Holy shit, math is hard. But dude, fucking uh, this soundtrack, fucking you got P.O.D. Fucking smoke two joints by Sublime is on that soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Dude, fucking yeah. Lil Lil Kim is on the soundtrack. Can we, yeah, can we just fire Sublime? Entirely? Less than Jake, fucking. Dude, it's a fucking the big half pipe scene where at the end, okay, yeah, fucking boom by POD yeah, comes yeah, in, dude. It's so fucking this. funny. Oh, okay. I do. Remember. It's so funny. I don't think I saw that in theaters, but I think I did see it. Was it in theaters? I, I don't remember, man. <laughs> Briefly, like, probably. Fucking sublime. I, we're gonna have a whole. We're gonna have a whole episode on bands like that. Where like, can I can I use a, a fake island accent a, the entire a, time? Yeah, we're gonna yeah, cancel that band. Fucking band. I'm gonna fire that band. I'm gonna fire some cities. Right. I've been on, on this kick recently because I found out on a sublime kick. No, 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 no. <laughs> on, on a kick of like choosing to fire cities collectively because um, I was reading about Rob Flynn from Machine Head and, and how he publicly fired the city of San Diego after ten years and was like, guys, we we did our best. We played here multiple times. We've never had a good show, but San Diego, you're fired. And now, <laughs> right. like fifteen years later, they've still never played San Diego since. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, all right, there's, there's some cities out there I'd like to fire. Um, just start driving around them. It's not Sublime is not Long Beach's fault. No, but Sublime is. But Long Beach does hold some responsibility. No, Sublime is (laughs) Long Beach's fault. Sublime, Sublime took the torch from Bob Marley from every white kid in college. Right when that that poster turned from from one. I was just saying that's what they are. They're a walking blacklight poster. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly what that is. No, yeah, it's it's just. Cultural appropriation, the band. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, uh, man, it's safe, man. And also, like, fuck that dude because he said, "I don't care if my dog runs away, scumbag behavior." Yeah, fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. <laughs> if, you, if you get a dog, that's your, that's that's your dog for life. Like fuck. bringing your dog on stage yeah. is fucking deaf, probably. No wonder it's fucking biting Go people. Go your fucking dog. Yeah, shit. Right. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, you, right. you didn't care that your dog ran away because you were on heroin. 
Yeah. All right. This is a whole episode. It's, a whole, it's, it's, it's getting dark. It's, yeah. Sorry. It's, sorry. It's, sorry, guys. It's, yeah. Sorry. All right. All right. So let me do my bonus track. And then yeah. We'll, then, we'll, then we'll get back to talking shit on, on famous bands. <laughs> We're doing a lot. Like, well, I mean, that's, that's, fuck them. That's another conversation. What's he going to do? I know, right? <laughs> Come and get it. All right. So my bonus song, there's this... Uh, Movie called Armageddon Notes. Turn this shit off. Episode over. Episode over. Okay. Oh my god. I, almost I had an Armageddon poster in my room. Of actually. course you did. I had no idea we were going to be talking about Armageddon today. But no, I just oh, we're, you, we're not done. I know you, so that, that actually was brought it up. I, you, you, well, you fucking love Aerosmith, apparently. You were the first one to bring Armageddon up today before we even pushed record. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you can't play innocent, dude. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I just don't want to miss a thing. This is your but, um, <laughs> No, sorry. That was, I know, You're just ooh. trying to recapture the greatness of my Limp Bizkit joke, and it's not No, possible. no, I didn't. Well, I can't because it's Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Limp Bizkit is I, so I wish everybody could see my face dude. right now. I know, right? <laughs> All right. So my bonus <laughs> song is not from the Armageddon soundtrack. Surprisingly, Rico's looking at me like he doesn't believe me. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, actually one of my favorite movies of all time. It's um, a P.T. Anderson movie called Magnolia. Yeah, dude. And so yeah, with great like, film. dude, amazing fucking movie. What's on the soundtrack? Uh, dude, there's a ton. Of, there's a ton of stuff. But what I love about the soundtrack is, um, oh. it's almost entirely Amy Mann, and most of it's original material. I think there's like one or two covers. Okay, but she has a song on there, and I don't think it. I think at the time it wasn't on any other album. Sure. But it's a song called "Wise Up," and they the way they play it in the movie, it's so fucking brilliant. Is there's essentially like the video for it is essentially a scene in the movie. Where like every all of these characters sort of reach rock bottom in their various states and plot lines, and I think it's like Julianne Moore starts mouthing the words, mm-hmm. and then over the course of the song, every character sings a couple lines from the song where, yeah. wherever they are, like, and they're all in different places. Like William H Macy's like in this bar, yeah. and like Tom Cruise is I think he's like backstage somewhere, and and like Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it, and you know. Um, but it's just such a brilliant thing, and the song is already so powerful that it's... Ne- ne- dude, out of those three people, never would have guessed Philip Seymour Hoffman would be the first one to go. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, but it's, it's just such a powerful movie, and yeah, I can't yeah. recommend it. And that song, it still gets me to this day. Like, it, like I can't listen to it all the time because it's so heavy, like, emotionally, mm-hmm. that it, it's one of those things where, it, like, it'll, it'll ruin my whole goddamn day. Yeah. <laughs> But it's so beautiful. I need to hear that track again. It's yeah. a great movie. I haven't listened to it forever. Well, listen to the soundtrack. I watched before. that movie most recently on my phone at work when the pandemic first started. Wild. I had nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it on the clock. That's a very specific. On a phone. It's like put me, put me in some sort of place that day. Yeah, no doubt. Well, shit, before we wrap up, you wanted to talk, Rico, about um, Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, did you have any other stuff? I thought you had some no. real shit to talk. <laughs> did you just have the triple X, or did you want to, was there any other honorable mention? No, let's talk you? about the fucking Goo Goo Dolls, man. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to say. What was, what, was that, uh, what was that fucking Jim Carrey movie where he plays the entire fucking... Uh, what did was that Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls? That was on City of Angels soundtrack. No, I'm, it's a fucking Jim Carrey movie where he's like trying. Uh, it doesn't fucking matter. Fuck that. It doesn't. Dumb and Dumber. No. What are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good place to call it. Fucking <laughs> so, hey guys. Um, yeah, thank you. So that was uh, that that was our sincerest condolences. So yeah, I appreciate you guys uh, sticking through with us. Uh, 
we'll uh, we'll see you. we'll see you next week. Yeah, and there'll be a um, playlist on Spotify that has all the tracks from this yeah, episode. For so. sure, for sure. Right on, dude. Thanks for being here, Rico. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. I'm, I'm here sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? Right see on. you soon. <laughs>